Welcome back to the Paranorm Girl podcast. I am your host, Kristen. Electronic voice phenomenon is a topic of interest to many. It is a mainstay of investigating to attempt to capture these elusive voices. And sometimes what is captured is non-sequitous, entertaining, yet nonsensical and random. But sometimes it's a bit more than that, isn't it? It's communication, information, confirmation. And capturing one randomly, clear as a bell and intelligent, is indeed confirmation enough. But imagine how it might impact you to unexpectedly hear a familiar voice that you never thought you would hear again. EVP and signs from loved ones on the other side is what I will be discussing with my guests today. That and more following a brief word from our sponsor. Support for the Paranorm Girl podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming are traveling north of your South Pole. The new Weed Whacker 2.0 and their new beard line confirms they have all the best tools for your hygiene toolbox. Time for you to upgrade your game by going to manscaped.com and using code PNG for 20% off and free shipping. Fellas, it has never been easier to make your face look incredible. Good hygiene has never been so painless. I bet the Victorian ghost in the top hat that watches your every move in the bathroom, you know who I'm talking about, that ghost, might be a little less mischievous if he could marvel at the hygiene technologies of today. Do you know what shaving tools looked like back in his time? Me neither. But I bet they required a horse to operate. You know how he kept his nose hairs in line? Me neither. But I bet he just didn't. Why? No new Weed Whacker 2.0. No Beard Hedger Pro Kit. No Beard Shampoo. Lord Smithers Willington no longer has to be the presence lurking behind your closed shower curtain. Real talk, though. We we all do that, right? We we all be checking? Eh, Doesn't even matter because he does not have to chill there anymore. No, 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 no. Rather, instead, he could be standing right beside you in the mirror, enthralled with the Beard Hedger Pro Kit's titanium-coated T-blade or the Weed Whacker's skin-safe technology. Think about it. Happy ghost, happy life. That's all I got to say about that. Give Lord... Willington, the thrill of the afterlife, and save 20% off, plus free shipping with the code PNG at manscaped.com. That is 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com when you use code PNG. Trust Manscaped for the only right tools for the job. Recently, I had the pleasure of sitting down with the lead investigator and founder of Elk Valley Paranormal out of Tennessee. Being sensitive and empathic has given her the ability to know that those on the other side are still around. But her desire to see and speak with them has sent this avid 
investigator in search of the evidence. She is an author of four books on the paranormal, and having captured over a hundred EVPs, seems to be a magnet for some outstanding ones. And hang around near the end of today's show. We will play some of those for you. We also get into signs from the departed, divine intervention, and close calls, almost sending her into the afterlife, if not for the helping hand of someone unseen. Please enjoy my conversation with Sen Schrader-Hill. Sen Schrader-Hill, I am from Fayetteville, Tennessee. It is a little town 30 miles north of Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, I, I only live 15 minutes from there now, so never really got out. Got out and came back. Swore I never would, but I did. And so um, I'm just a Tennessee girl that likes to look for ghosts and talk to them. <laughs> well, that you know, it makes it sound very simple. I, uh, I know that because you have told me that you are sensitive and you have some empathic abilities and uh, this has been a real focus of yours, so much so that you founded the investigative group Elk Valley Paranormal. Um, why don't you tell us about that a little bit? How did that come about? Um, who's all involved? What kind of locations do you go? Um, so to start with, I started late. Um, I've had experiences all my life. I just didn't know what they were. And um, I've had starting at 10, 10 years old, I started having panic attacks and severe ones. I mean, we're talking emergency room panic attacks that you think you're dying. And it wasn't until uh, just a few years ago, I found it EVP in 2013. So, you know, it's not been around that long. I've only been investigating uh, since a few months prior to that, as far as formally with the group that was training me. Um, but I didn't understand why I was having the panic attacks until I joined this team. It was the, the founder, it was Ghost Hunters of Southern Tennessee is the one I joined first and they trained me. It was Wayne Baker and J uh, James Jones out of McMinnville, Tennessee, which is east of Nashville. I was walking around the first residential that we did and Wayne said, tell me what you're which, what's on your mind, what, you're, what you see, what you, you know, what you feel. And I was leading him to different parts in the yard and he was talking to me and he said, you know, you are sensitive, right? And I said, I don't know, I, I don't know. And he said, you're also empathic, I think. And at that point, I really didn't know what it was. I, I just didn't. And he explained to me, you know, a little bit of, because he was, so he kind of knew a fellow when he was around one, you know, kind of understood the vibe and everything. And he said, you've got to uh, really block yourself from everybody else. And within a few weeks, it hit me, block yourself from everybody else. That's why I was having panic attacks. I was taking on everybody's energy, not knowing it. And I was already a, a kid that was just super nervous and um, super excitable. And then have everyone else's on top of that, couldn't handle it. Mm -mm. And so 
that's where the severe panic attacks were coming from. And you probably have some listeners out there that have experienced these panic attacks and not known that they're sensitive like that. So, you know, there's a reason. There's a reason that you're having these panic attacks. You're probably taking on someone else's experience and emotions at the time, and you've got to block it. You've got to white light yourself or, you know, meditate or, you know, there's so many different things you can do. Um, As far as when EVP was joined, I knew from the beginning when I joined their team that I wanted my own. Mm -hmm. And I just, I needed to be trained first. So I did what everyone should do and go learn as much as you as you can mm-hmm. from different people. Um, I met up with other groups to learn what they were doing and put my own like suitcase of ideas together, you know, so for my group and I actually brought one of the ones I trained on that first team with me. He's my co-founder, Sean Rader. He came as a skeptic and he is a a skeptical believer now he has seen so much that he knows there's something out there but he is he's still the best debunker i can ever have around me he's he's great he is super great yeah yeah and you know every team's got to have that token skeptical side to it you have to and even even if you don't have just one, everybody needs to be a little skeptical about everything you find because you need to debunk it. you got to, any kind of evidence you get, you try to look, is there a way this could have happened that is not paranormal? Did, a, did something fall in the other room? Did a cat knock it over? You know, whatever. So uh, everything needs to be debunked before you can say, well, I don't know, it might be paranormal because we still don't know. Yep. You know, yep. even when we think we know, we don't know. It, this is so wide open. This whole field is so wide open and it's still growing. And we know like this much of this big thing of what's called paranormal. Yeah. And yeah. will we ever know? I don't think so. It's, it's, you know, there's too much out there. You know, it's um, just, it's just us for us to explore at the moment. Uh, but that's, that's, you know that's the direction that we're heading hopefully with all of these people so passionate about this subject and doing the investigations also doing the research and the behind the scenes and and all of that um hopefully that is the direction that we're heading to ultimately one day have some answers um and especially when we apply more and more scientific uh theories and discoveries come out that, you know, despite what the ultimate skeptics like to say that, you know, we're using it for our own benefit, uh, you know, they are paranormal supportive. A lot of these things are, and and it just makes you think like, oh, that is how this could be possible, how this could be happening. And uh, to your point that um, not everything is, is paranormal like you need that debunker you need that level of skepticism it's healthy skepticism doesn't that make it all the more special when you do find something that cannot be explained it may be a, a dwindling number a very small amount of things at the end of the day but god they are so special Absolutely. Absolutely. And things that you still can't quite wrap your head around. Like, oh, did that really happen? Yeah. Well, we had it on film. 
don't really know who it was or, you know, it's just so exciting. It's very exciting. Yeah. Ah, oh, so cool. Well, um, so the books, you, you are an author of four paranormal books. Um, when, which came first, EVP or the writing? EVP did. Okay. EVP okay. Did. And then that, Definitely. that kind of spawned off the, okay, you know what? I need to get this down into print and <laughs> to share it with people. I knew I'd always wanted to write a book. I just didn't know what it was going to be about until I started investigating. And I met up with my good friend who is a psychic. He's uh, the one I call on for with any questions I've got. And he is from Chattanooga, but has moved to Milton, Florida, right outside of Pensacola. So I hate that he's moved so far away, but yet we go down there every year, once a year, just go to the beach and see Mark. He is the one that does the illustrations and the covers on my books. So okay. very talented artist, very talented medium. He's, uh, he died two, I know twice on the table, maybe a third time they had to restart his heart. Wow. And up until that point, he was sensitive and could see a little bit and knew, uh, you know, some things that were going to happen. But when he came back on that table, and actually lived after that he was able to see all of these things that float around us that we can't see and all of the crazy looking ones all of the zombie looking ones all of the just he said he said if everybody could see what he sees it would terrify you you know that that's not unusual folks who have near-death experiences a lot of them come back reporting an increase in psychic abilities mm -hmm. it's the strangest mm -hmm. thing it is it is and if not if not just being more sensitive to actually seeing more things and hearing more things and the more you do this haven't you found the more that you are in this the more you notice things out of the corner of your eye or you hear things, you know, oh, wait, so I'm not alone right now. You know, <laughs> the more you're involved, the more they come around. Mm -hmm. It's just like you magnetize yourself to them, to their frequency, and they know it and they want to be heard. Um, there's some that don't and they'll let you know, you know, get out. Well, <laughs> leave me alone, but... <laughs> They they have ways of letting you know what they want. <laughs> well, speaking of speaking of being heard, them being heard, uh, one of the books that you wrote is uh, covers all of the signs that we might receive those communications. Just just the regular, average, everyday folk who is not the psychic, is not the medium that is you know communicating via clairs, like literal signs that we could receive from our deceased loved ones. Uh, would you talk about that a little bit? What have you found in your research and experience? What are those signs? What do they mean? Okay. That was actually my fourth book. My my first three books were uh, more of the scary stories and things that had happened on investigations. And for some reason, God dropped this in my lap and said, you need to write a book on signs. You've lost people in your family. Your husband's lost family members. You're, you know, you've got a lot of people that you have lost and miss and I'm sure it could help other people to know about signs. So I started it and I didn't have enough for a book. So I sent word out on my author page and said, I'm looking for 
stories that would involve near-death experiences, um, signs that people come back, your loved ones bring you, maybe cardinals or pennies or or whatever, or um, deathbed experiences like people on hospice when they are actually talking to somebody in the corner that no one else can see, and um, also animals that come back. So this book, <clears throat> I started receiving it, it was just the book pretty much wrote itself. I had I had stories coming in from all over the United States and even one from England. And this the, that girl wrote about her grandfather and his cat and then the signs that were left with her. And so it was it was an incredible experience to get these stories out. And I made sure to honor the people that they had lost and missed. So at the end of every story is uh, in memory of and with their name, birth and death date. And some like um, there's a few animals that they don't really know the birth date. So they just had the death year. And um, it, it was such a rewarding experience there. There's a second one coming already. Oh, another another one on signs. Yes, so I'm I'm looking for stories again. Um, I've already got about eight, eight, eight to ten already for that next book. So that again, that's going to come out next year. If any of your listeners have anything that they would love to have in print about loved one signs or near death experiences, cats, dogs, you know, what whoever coming back, um, I'd be glad to put those in and we can do anonymous. You don't have to use your name. I've got four in the book, four or five that wanted to be anonymous and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But um, I, I started it. My first book I wrote in 2018 and the second and third one, 2019. And then in 2020, I started this book and then lost my motivation, whether COVID had something to do with it or what but my my everything just went psh, and I, I couldn't think i couldn't write couldn't do anything and i had wanted to get that out before easter didn't happen the next year didn't happen and i happened to be talking to my friend um where i buy my sage as valerie and um on the south side of the square in fayetteville and said uh has all of the incense and candles and everything so I went in to see her to get some more crystals and she said like everybody had been asking me how's the book coming well it's not it's just not and she goes when were you supposed to get that out and i said easter of 2020 and 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 she said and it's didn't happen i said no then i thought maybe easter 2021 and she said well you know you've got a month before this easter <laughs> and i was like yeah but i can't get the book written she said yeah you can you could you could so I said, let's see how many I can do. So the next week and a half, 17 stories. Boom, 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 boom. Wow. And she gave me the kick in the butt I needed. Mm -hmm. And the next month, we lost Wyatt, my nephew, my mini-me. Oh. And he was 19 and a half going on forever. He did everything with me. I was training him to uh, be my videographer for EVP. He uh, did murder mysteries with me. He went dancing with me. He, and Cindy, are you hungry? Let's go to Olive Garden. Okay, I'm there. 
from there. We did so much together. He was the most talented person I've ever met in my life. He could um, listen to Metallica and do their riffs. It was just, he was incredible, incredible. And had so many ideas and things he wanted to do. And then all of a sudden, he's not there anymore. Wow. So we hit another limbo, you know, that that same 2020. And about three weeks after his death, I thought, okay, that's why I lost my motivation. This book is supposed to be for him. This is his book. So his story is the first one in there after the introduction. And it's been incredible how many signs he has actually shown up for his mother. He's turned his lights on. He's opened his door so many times. He has dropped feathers for her with a W on him for Wyatt. Um, he has flipped uh, my mom's Kindle uh, several times through a chapter and then rolled it right back, you know, and <laughs> sent her pictures that we can't find. He has actually sent her like 10 pictures that we do not have mm -hmm. anywhere. Well, I've looked, I've looked in all uh, my camera, all my media cards, um, all the phones, they're not there. They're not on his tablet. They're not on his old phones. I don't know. It's wow. that's just a mystery that's never been solved. But just know that people can come back and visit us, whether it's when you're looking outside and you see a cardinal or if you look on the ground, you're having a bad day, look on the ground, there's a penny or a dime or whatever. Um, my dad actually left a penny for me at, at right after I saw Wyatt in the morgue and he left a penny for my mother the next day. So that's why I knew it was my dad. He had left, he, he collected coins. Mm -hmm. And so it was his way of saying, he's with me. I got yeah. him. Yeah. So those signs, the signs that you're going to get from loved ones, it's um, the ones that I have received. There's been no confusion about it. None. It's all very, very uh, specific to you know either the person who is deceased or the person who's receiving the sign or it, there's there's a, f a feeling too there's there's just a gravity to it at least that has been my own experience i don't know if that is the case um in I general but... so. and i think so too if if some of your listeners out there are going well you know i got a sign but i don't know really who it was from it's usually the first person that pops in your head you don't have to think about it it's usually the first person that pops into your head. Mm -hmm. Your mind, your body knows before you do. Yeah. Yeah. So you, everybody's more sympathetic and empathetic and sensitive than they think. They really are. They really are. I think it's an innate ability and, and um, uh, I, I, I don't like to think of it as like a gift, but more so like a skill, you know, it can be cultivated in anyone, I think. As far as I know, <laughs> I don't, I don't try to cultivate it in myself more than I need to, but, um, right, well, right. I, I am just so sorry for the passing of Wyatt. Um, how, how long ago did he pass away? He, we lost him on April the 6th, 2022, and he was only 19 and a half. So like oh. I said, that was just way too soon for any of it. He was a miracle baby. He, he was never supposed to be born. 
My sister was told when she was 16 that she would never have a child. She would never carry a child to term. Five miscarriages later, Wyatt stuck. And my dad died in the late September of 01. Wyatt was born the next September. So he was like um, the void that my dad had left for my mom because yeah. it was just her and dad, you know, the kids had all gone out of the house. And then when she lost dad, she was, she was lonely, you know, mm -hmm. after 40 something years of marriage, she was lonely. And then here comes the first and only grandchild. And he was something else. You know, we just, we just all fell in love with him and I never had kids, but he was, I claimed him as mine and always thank my sister for having him for me. So <laughs> he was just, he was great. He yeah. was, he was just the greatest thing, but, um, yeah, it was, he's gone way, way too soon. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, that's so, so, uh, sad, you know, uh, but he, he has made it a point to get some signs, not just to his mother has he given you signs as well he has he um i was asking my sister she was telling me another story that's gonna go in the next book and uh it was something odd that had happened uh something that just was weird she had called uh this heating and air company in town um and asked for them to come out. She knew there was a guy named Josh that worked for them. So she knew Josh was going to come. But when she called Josh, he acted like he didn't know who she was. And, you know, long story short, when he arrives, it's not the same Josh. This Josh works in Alabama with a completely different company, still air, air and heat, you know, but still completely different company, same name. And how did she get his number? And he said, uh, you couldn't have gotten my number off the website. And she said, but I did. I looked it up and got it off the website. And he said, no, my personal number is not on the website. You called my personal number. And so when he comes, he fixes it and he's still just kind of hanging around and she's, she's paid him and she's like, can I get you a drink? Would you like a sun drop or a Coke or something? He said, no, 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 I'm fine. I just, I just want to know how you got my number. And she said, I told you, I looked it up. He said, but I told you, <laughs> it's not on the website. And then he goes, my wife's name is, and I can't think right away what her, his wife's name, but he, he mentioned his wife's name and Susan was like, you know, like, am I supposed to know that? And he goes, oh, I think it was Melanie. And he said, you don't know my wife, Melanie? And she said, no, I'm sorry, I don't. He said, oh, well, my, okay. I guess she didn't give you the number then. And Susan said, I looked it up. And he goes, no, you couldn't have. I mean, this went back and forth for several minutes. And then she, he said, my wife works at um, the auto zone in town. And she goes, oh, wait a minute. I bet that was Wyatt's lady that he always <laughs> liked to talk to at, at the auto. And then he goes, oh wait a minute he goes your son was wyatt johnson and he drove an el camino and susan said yeah we lost him about a year ago and he goes okay he said we've got some divine intervention here 
And she says, what do you mean? He said, I talked to Wyatt down there when he was talking to my wife and we talked about guitars and, you know, El Camino and every kind of thing you can imagine. He's just really talkative and it was fun talking. And um, after that, he didn't see him again. Right. So he said, I think the divine intervention is what got you through to me on the cell phone. And she said, well, do you care if I call you back if I have trouble? And he goes, well, you've already got my number. <laughs> so, so it was the it was the wildest thing. Mm -hmm. It's the only thing that they could think of that whether it was Wyatt or God or, you know, an angel or whatever, you know, took the number she was dialing and crisscrossed it and made it to his phone instead. And he came, he was, you know, in the same business, the same name. It was just what, so Susan was telling me this story and I was recording it on my phone. I do that so I can transcribe later. And so I was transcribing, I, I, I taped her in February, February the 23rd. And I was, last month was the first time I got to go into the transcribing. And I was six minutes and 32 seconds in. And I heard Wyatt's voice. And we had not heard him. It was just me and my sister talking. Um, I was listening mostly. The TV was off. The dog and the cat were asleep. There was nothing going on. And there's a couple of little, little tap taps. And Wyatt said, did you hear that? And so oh. I can't ever take that off my phone. Uh, no, no. That's Make copies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it's already saved in so many different places. Wow. But yeah, yeah I can't ever take that off. And I, like I said, I, I had been praying for a sign from him because he's been to his mama so many times. He's been to his grandmother and I wanted, I wanted Wyatt to visit me. What did your sister think of that? Did you play it for her? I was so upset when I first heard it because I mean, I was just bawling when I finally got a, a sign. My husband, I went and banged on the bathroom door. I said, are you in the shower yet? And he said, no. I said, you've got to come out here. And he thought something was wrong with somebody in the family, you know, the way I was acting because he, I don't cry much. <laughs> and so he sits down, he says, just tell me what's wrong. I said, no, I just need you to listen. And I played it for him and he goes, that was Wyatt. And I said, that was Wyatt. Wow. And I still haven't transcribed. I've got 10 more minutes on that recording and I've not transcribed that yet. So there might be more. I don't know. If not, that one was enough for me. I'm happy with that. But um, holy cow, I called, I called my sister right after that and said, I want you to listen to this. I couldn't get her to hear it. So I, I put it over on the computer um, and, and called her back and I said, okay, try this now. And she listened and she said, she just, I just heard her go, oh, oh wow. you know, that there's my baby. Yeah. I called my mother next and said, mom, I need you to listen to something. And she said, okay. And I played it for her and she said, oh, was that my baby? That so, was my baby. Yeah, everybody could 
hear it. Mm -hmm. That is mm -hmm. so, so profound. Oh, my heart. <laughs> yeah, I, I am so, too. so glad that you, you got that confirmation in, in the way, because I know that you are very focused on the, uh, the phenomenon of the EVP. You have captured hundreds of these things all across your investigations. And for him to let you know in that way specifically is just... What? really touching that's so cool and if if i had been thinking i would have been looking sooner that you know you you just you think okay the sign i'm gonna get is i'm gonna see him um i'm going to see you know whatever but no if i had been thinking <laughs> i would have already been checking for evps but i wasn't i will now <laughs> Yeah, it's like, <laughs> here's your sign, Sen. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Well, that is an incredible story uh, and, and a rather incredible experience. Um, and when we were speaking before, uh, you did mention uh, having uh, some other uh, really incredible experiences. And I, I don't know if this was in your personal life or during investigations, but you said something um, I kind of wanted to explore a little bit. You said that you've been rescued a few times over the years from very dangerous incidents. What what does that mean? What were those experiences? Um, both were really bad wrecks. Um, the, the first one was back right uh, after call or right yeah, it was right after graduating college and I was meeting a friend of mine um, for dinner <clears throat> that evening and she was getting off work in Nashville. We're, we were going to meet halfway in Murfreesboro and um, I was going too fast on a road I didn't know and lost control of my car and it instead of going to the right, I pulled it across because no there was no traffic coming i pulled it to the left and just hung on i just hung you know as and i went right through a bunch of trees and landed between two trees okay that was enough for me you know oh, oh wow i could have hit all those and i didn't but when the cops got there later they said you're you are so lucky do you know how lucky you are? I said, yeah, I didn't hit the trees. And they said, no, 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 no. And he walked me across the road and he said, can you hear that? And I said, uh, water. And he said, yeah, he said, um, everybody that misses the turn you just missed never goes into the trees. They always go off the embankment down into the water Oh, and they don't make it. So I don't know, you know, was somebody there helping me push? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. The, the other one was on uh, the interstate going north. I was doing home health at the time, physical therapy. And I had called my patient and said, I'll be there in an hour and I'm on the way. And I, get, I got to the interstate and put it in um, cruise. Everything was fine. It was a sunny day. It was a lot of traffic out. It was about 10 o'clock in the morning, um, but not a cloud in the sky. And I got up close to an 18 wheeler 
and there was, like I said, traffic everywhere, north and south. And the bottom dropped out of something. I don't know where the heck that rain came from, but it was a shower that lifted my car up, pushed me toward the 18-wheeler, and then pushed me down into the median. I saw the, the eyes on the southbound vehicle, you know, in all the drivers of the southbound vehicles. I saw oh. them. They were, we were all helpless. And all I could do this whole time was say, help me, Lord. Mm-hmm. And I bet I said it 500 times, help me, Lord, help, just over and over and over and over, which was the saying my grandmother always said, help me, Lord. And I said it umpteen times, did uh, two and a half complete circles mm-hmm. through the median, ended up rolling backwards and stopped 15 feet from a drop off. That was, you know, uh, one of the overpasses one of those, you know, Mm -hmm. drop offs. And from there, all I could say was, thank you, Lord. I was fine. I felt like there was somebody in the car with me that time. Oh, really? I I don't know. Um, I had always wondered if it was my dad, Mm -hmm. but I had someone later say, no, your angel, there was an angel that was actually in the car with you when you started calling for help. Yeah. They were there. So certainly somebody, somebody looking out for you, you know, keeping yeah, cause I, I could have been hit by any of those, any of them. Mm-hmm. And there was not a scratch on my car. There was not a scratch on me. I was shaken up. I went home. <laughs> I called my, I called my, my uh, client and said, I just had a wreck. I'm going home. <laughs> I'm going to go and hug my mama. <laughs> and so, and I did, I went home and went straight to her and she goes, what are you doing home? I said, I just, just hug me. <laughs> Those kinds of experiences, they certainly put things in perspective. Um, well, did you, did you ever just kind of sit and have a think about, you know, the possibility that there had also been somebody there looking out for you on that first one and who that could have been? Yeah, I don't know. Um, it wouldn't have been dad. Um, it could, I, I think I have angels around me. Yeah, I do. I, I don't know who else it would have been. Wow. I'm sure I cannot remember back cause that's been uh, 40 years ago now. Okay. But, okay. You know, that was a long time ago, <laughs> but I'm thinking I still probably said help me lord because i grew up hearing my grandmother say that and she was still alive at that point so i'm sure help me lord was in my vocabulary too and i'm sure i said that a few times i i might have been saying something a little bit more crass than that had i been in the same situation oh goodness oh man all right well i um we're getting near uh, our the end of our time together, and I wanted to be sure to really highlight the aspect of your investigating uh, that you really like and uh, you focus on it because you you have captured so many of these and you've captured so many really good ones. Um, like I was telling you before we started recording, I just do not have an ear for EVP. Some people do. They catch it right away. I, <laughs> I've listened to EVPs that were very, very clear to others and over and over, and I still could not catch it. My, my ears must be working differently or something, but 
That being said, uh, there are a few on your website. Listeners, you'll have to check out their website. It's elkvalleyparanormal.com under the evidence tab. Uh, you've got quite a few under there that are just really astounding to me because as soon as I heard them, I, I knew what it said. Didn't even have to look at the description. I just knew. And before before you get into them specifically, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just uh, to let your listeners know, the third book is they're speaking are you listening my most compelling evps and the evps you pulled off are from that so they can actually read the book and then as they're reading if they come across an evp they go to the website click on it and they can hear it make sure you're listening with earbuds or headphones and you might have to listen a couple of times to several of them but you can listen to every one there's over a hundred in that third book Mm-hmm. And and that book, they're speaking. Are you listening? In that book, it does go through like the description of what you guys were doing. And okay, okay. Yeah. Well, I would love for you to do that for us today. Just give us a little summation of uh, the ones that we are going to be listening to. Listeners, we're just going to do uh, four of these, but I think you will agree um, that they are there. They made my jaw drop open. I was like, what? <laughs> um, uh, class A. Class A. So if you don't mind, let's go ahead and uh, jump into the first one. Go ahead and describe what's going on here and where we are. The first one is when I uh, I was at the old hospital here in town. Um, it's still um, there, but uh, the owner has it closed for investigations right now, unfortunately. I was there in 2013, and this was the very first EVP I caught. So, old hospital, first floor, and it's a class A. All right, let's go ahead and give that a play here. Play it again. It's pretty quick. All right, one more time. That's pretty clear to me. That's pretty clear to me. What, uh, what did you capture? It was, I think, a female, and she did not want us there and she was just saying get out yeah very emphatically get out yes it is very emphatic as soon as i heard i was like oh like i got shivers (laughs) (laughs) all right well the next one took place um in the old mill in tennessee uh go ahead and set this one up for us one of our the people there was only three of us there that night and uh one of them had taken a break He'd gone out to smoke. So I was there with his wife and we were just sitting in the dark trying to capture something from the spirit box. And this weird conversation started happening. They were asking where Chip, the one that had gone outside, where he was. And I was asking, well, who is speaking here? And I believe that's the one you're about to play, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's go ahead and give it a listen. Can I hear that gentleman speak again, please? Yes, you. What's the name? Okay. That one's, it's, it's a little trickier on the ears, but once you hear it, you'll, you'll understand perfectly. All right, let's try it one more time. Can I hear 
Okay, Sen. Who are we talking to in that one? We were talking to Paul. I do not know who Paul is, but <laughs> he was. <laughs> he he said, "Who me?" And yes, you. And he said, "Paul." Yeah, the one I I found that one so interesting because it's the same voice yeah. saying saying all of those things, and they are having they are conversing mm -hmm. intelligently. Mm -hmm. It's just so. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Um, I haven't had much experience with the spirit box. How how do you train your ears to listen through that? Because it's just constantly, maybe explain what that is to us. Um, it's just trial and error. You, mm -hmm. you just get used to it or you don't. Sean, my co-founder, will not get used to it. He hates it <laughs> and will go out of the room if I turn it on. Because even with a what they call a Faraday pouch, to um, drown out some of the staticky part um, and the white noise part, you can get a clear voice sometimes, but um, he just hates it. Mm -hmm. and, and I was told my, my friend, Mark, the medium, uh, he also does the covers and the illustrations for my books. Mark um, said, oh, a lot of them hate the spirit box because it's just too loud. <laughs> And it's just, you know, too much and they don't like it either. So, <laughs> and they, I guess they don't. Yeah. But I get a lot of voices through them. Mm -hmm. It's just, you just got to keep listening. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, how about you uh, set us up here for this third one? This one was, was really uh, just astonishing to me. This one was an odd one, too. Um, we were at the Lynchburg Haunted Home in Lynchburg, Tennessee, home of Jack Daniels. We uh, had gone. This was a used to be a mortuary and the place is just a icky feeling. You walk in the door and it just feels sludgy. It just, you know, have you ever been in one of those places? The atmosphere is just heavy. Oh, yeah. And it just, you know, you feel like you need a shower after you leave. It's all that kind of stuff. Um, we had gathered to with Mark. Mark was meeting us as uh, he was going to do a seance there and different things. So we had gotten there and we were just doing a walk through. I didn't hear this when it happened, but it was the class A when I was listening back on the evidence. I have no idea who this gentleman is. I think probably uh, he was either you know, he was probably a client <laughs> is it from his family, you know, is the mm -hmm. only thing I can think of and who he's calling for, I think must be his wife. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Let's give it a listen. All right. One more time. There is very obviously a male voice that just that the timber of the voice. I've never heard one. I don't think so very clear. And, mm -hmm. you, and you guys are just talking, you, you know, nothing's, you know, you're, you're just, and you can clearly mm -hmm. hear it. I, and I think he was probably in his eighties or nineties. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's the, just the sound the voice gives to me that um, he's calling for someone named Libby. All right. Well, we've got one more here. Um, 
this one uh <laughs> i this might be one of my favorites that i've heard so far um i i could hear it right away and and this one gave me it sent some chills up my spine go ahead and set us up real quick the final one this was, yeah this was at a residence here in the county um they were having a lot of problems they thought it was a family member but they weren't sure if he was the only one there and um i think there were more than one there was a couple there and this was one of them uh, i actually asked you know is there somebody here or um, where are you and i'll tell you a little bit more about it after you play it okay all right let's go ahead and give it a play here where are you one more time where are you All right, Sin. So he just says, here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> here. The thing is, I knew something was with me. I just, I couldn't see him. I just felt that he was around me. And I was taking pictures and I said, follow me. Let's go into the next room. I did that about three times. Follow me. And about the third time I asked him, he said, I've got better things to do than to follow you around all night. Oh, no. <laughs> so it was some grumpy little old man that just was, was I'm over it. I'm over it. Mm -hmm. Get the hell out of my house. Yeah. He he was shortened to the point, and then he was like, no, this is it. <laughs> I'm tired of you. Hey, you know, you got you to gotta set your boundaries, I suppose. <laughs> All right. Well, that was so cool. That's a first for the show. I, I haven't played any EVPs on the show yet, and I'm, I'm surprised. That was so cool. So thank you for that. Thank um, you. We are near the end, and it is time for our segment, Final Questions, Final Thoughts. Uh, got a couple questions here for you, and then we will close it out. So uh, first one for you, Sin. Which location, specific or general, remains the most untapped or unrecognized for its high level of paranormal activity. Oh, you know, um, with everything going on now and so many people investigating, uh, beginners and those that have been doing it for a while, there are so many things that are popping up everywhere. Um, the South, here in the South, we've got, there's, there's hauntings all over creation down here and up where you are. I mean, they're just mm -hmm. starting to just pop up more and more. So the more that people go and ask questions, the more active they become. Unfortunately, uh, there's some that have not closed their sessions. So always be sure, no matter what kind of session you're doing, if you're just asking questions, be sure to say, okay, thank you. I'm done. Goodbye. Or if you if you do use a Ouija board, be careful with it. Always say goodbye. If you are using pendulum, spirit box, copper rods, anything that you're actually talking to the other side, you've got to close it. Otherwise, the door stays open and some things that you probably don't want popping through are going to pop through. Mm -hmm. Those can those are open doorways. So you need to close those doors. Okay. Okay. And you would say that uh, even if you're just, just investigating without any of these tools, just investigating, close it specifically. Yes, oh. you've got to. You've okay. got to. Um, there's um, 
one of the most active places around here is the old hospital. And it's because there's been so many teams that have come in. Um, some have broken in not knowing what they're doing. And so there is actually a couple of new portals there. Oh. And it is crazy. It is crazy there. So you've got to always be really careful and just know that if you don't close things and you don't protect yourself, you can have hitchhikers and you don't really want them. You don't really want them. And don't investigate your own home. Just don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Good advice. Um, <laughs> next question. Uh, someone tells you they are trying to look for signs. They're asking for signs. They're just not getting any signs. What do you say to them? What do you recommend? I, I tell them the story about Wyatt and that I finally got an EVP. If I had just been thinking, I would have found it sooner. But the signs are all around us. And if you, what, what person, when you see a red bird, what person pops into your head when you see a red bird? What person pops into your head when you pick a penny or some kind of coin up? When you see a white feather, a black feather, a gray feather, whatever feather, who comes to your mind first? Yeah. That would be what leads me in the direction of who I think it is. So okay. there's okay. signs everywhere, even even um, perfume you know, cologne, you can, you can smell, my mother has smelled uh, sandalwood. That's my dad's cologne. And um, she's heard him taking a shower, you know, so you can hear all kinds of things. It's, it's who you think of first is usually who it is. Okay. So just okay. kind of go with your instinct. You're more instinctual than you think you are. Yeah. You're more sensitive than you think you are. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, final question. You got a free first class ticket, all expenses paid, investigation anywhere in the world. Where are you going? Holy moly. <laughs> I am going to Europe and yes. I am going backpacking all over Europe to all the old castles. And uh, can I hit? Oh, yeah. I'm going to hit Romania in there, too. Oh, you got it. They, they got that real cheap, like cross country train ticket. You just get the one ticket and you're good to travel all over. You got it. I'm going to every castle there is and I'm going down into the dungeons. I'm going into the dungeons because <laughs> there's some weird stuff that was down there. Yeah. Oh, man. Can I come? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right, Sen. Well, this has just been so, uh, so fun. I just, I had a great time talking with you today. Um, where can folks find and follow you? Where would you like to send them to buy your books? I'm self-published. <clears throat> I'm on Amazon and Sen Schrader Hill. You can find all four of them on there. Um, uh, you can reach out to me on Facebook, Sen Schrader Hill author or personal. Um, you can email me at sinschraderhillauthor at gmail.com if you want to send me a story, especially. Um, the, the next book I'm going to write is going to be some of the darker investigations we've done. So it's going to be kind of the creepier things. The 
there's going to be a second sign book coming out in 2024. So if you've got any signs that you want to talk about or um, someone in your family has a good story, you don't have to use your name. You can be anonymous. I will, you know, uphold that. Not a problem. So I'm looking for stories. Send them to me. Wonderful, wonderful. And uh, to close us out today, would you like to leave us with any final thoughts, pieces of advice, or words of wisdom? Just be safe out there. Protect yourself, whether it be prayer, meditation, white light, crystals, whatever. Always go in protected. Always close and have fun. Learn as much as you can. Just learn from everybody as much as you can author, investigator, founder of Elk Valley Paranormal, Sin Schrader Hill. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you, Sen, for coming on the show and sharing your stories and experiences with us. I hope you all enjoyed today's conversation. I know I certainly did. And I had a really cool chat with Sen backstage on the Patreon about paranormal investigating. I had a lot of newbie questions to ask her about it, and she gave me some really great advice and suggestions uh, for a couple of investigations that Lee and I were just about to head into. Um, we hadn't been on an investigation in a while. <laughs> it's, it's been years. And following these back-to-back -back investigations, we had, as my friend and paranormal investigator Jason Fife joked that we might a massive paranormal hangover. It was ugh, exhausting, dudes. But uh, that has now passed. Both of those have passed, and we are reviewing that footage and audio as we record this. So hopefully I'll have some really cool things to report in the coming months. Um, but anyway, thank you so much, Sen. Your suggestions really did come in handy. And listeners, if you would like to hear that backstage guest chat, head on over to Patreon. I have just added a $1 tier for anyone listening who is just interested in checking it out, seeing what's going on over there. That tier will get you a shout out on the show with your social media profile or upcoming event of your choice that you want to get some extra eyeballs on. And it will also get you some of the backstage guest chats. Now, if you join and are digging it and are just craving more, all other tiers will also get you the shout out that will get you all backstage guest chats and early access to video versions of these episodes. There is also an option for PGP swag at the $5 and $10 levels. Speaking of swag, holla at Black Metal Brunch, crop tops, sweatshirts, coffee mugs, beanies, they got a cool selection and cool designs. Go take a look, brave souls. Blackmetalbrunch.com. Use code PGP for 10% off. That will be a wrap for today. I will see you all next week. Stay safe, keep the nightlight on, and sleep with one eye open. <laughs>